What up? Welcome to the Lurk Report. We have made it to the airwaves, yo, and I am super stoked on it. So if you're listening right now, I got to give you a big old warm, heartfelt thank you. Um, so this podcast exists with the intention of giving some shine to people in the NC skateboarding community that are going the extra mile for the culture and uh, building the scene in impactful ways. So I'm going to be talking to local brand owners, uh, media creators, spot builders, uh, anyone else that I think is a good ambassador for skateboarding in our region. So I'm hoping I can keep this thing rolling for a while. And uh, yeah, maybe this will be kind of my own way of giving back to the scene. So for the first episode, uh, I took this idea to my new friend and local shop owner, Danny Devlin. Uh, Danny grew up absolutely ripping around Charlotte and he now owns and operates Stardust Skate Shop in Mooresville, North Carolina. So I've been buying boards and gear almost exclusively from him for the past few months. He's a genuinely great guy and I thought he would be a perfect first guest to have on the pod. Uh, He helped me get over a lot of the fear and hesitation that comes with trying something new for the first time. So he believed in the idea and put a little wind in my sails to get started. Uh, We hung out in his shop after hours and shot the shit for a while and had a super good time talking uh, mostly about the origin story of Stardust, but plenty of other good stuff too, like funny memories from his younger days, uh, getting kicked out of a spot with the Baker team, uh, claiming a 20 stair ollie and proceeding to get completely smoked. Uh, Lots of stuff to get into here, so I'm going to shut up and we're going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, shit. Here we are. We're doing it. Yeah. Um, and if you want to make me look like a complete idiot, you have... Uh, <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> you have the power. Yeah. Trust me, that's not my mission. Uh, my Thanks. mission here is, is quite the opposite. I want to celebrate people that are doing things within skateboarding that I respect. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. And really do appreciate you uh, coming to me with the idea in the yeah. first place. You know, I think it's uh, super rad and I'm excited to see what you do with it. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that. I haven't actually known you for that long, but there's something about your personality that's like, this is the type of guy who wants to like help people push their ideas forward. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, be like supportive and constructive. So, yeah, you're you're the perfect guinea pig. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, if we want to go all the way back to kind of like where you were at um, before Stardust opened, had, like how long had you been sitting on the idea of Stardust? Um, for... A good bit of time, you know, I've, I've always wanted to open a skate shop, uh, you know, since I was a little kid, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people probably have that same kind of little kid idea, you yeah. know, turning it into a reality. I had never really focused on it too much, but you know, more and more over the past couple of years, I was kind of thinking about it and thinking about it and it was around October of last year, uh, where I was kind of like fuck it yeah i'm gonna try it why not you know it seemed like the timing was right um 
Yeah, was there like a straw that broke the camel's back that like pushed it over the edge from the idea phase into taking action? Um, quitting my job, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that simple answer. But uh, yeah, you know, I. So you didn't like plan it at the same time. You weren't like, I'm going to open it, and that's why I'm quitting my job. Like, did you already kind of have like a reason you wanted to get out of your last job? Uh, I had it in my idea that it was what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, or what I was going to try to do at least, um, you know, whether it was actually going to become a reality, I had zero confidence in for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, I hadn't planned a lot up until quitting my job. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I kind of went head first into, all right, here I am. I'm, uh, (laughs) I'm unemployed. I've got, you know, X amount of money set aside for hoping that I can make this happen and uh yeah let's figure out how to make it happen you know yeah I'm, I'm sure like I feel like I can relate on like stewing on an idea for years and years and years and then something about like a certain time or a certain situation feels right to pull it yeah um and obviously the most like recent example I can think of or the most similar parallel in my life is doing something like this because I've always kind of like had this little twinkle in the back of my mind of like, you know what, that, that idea is valuable. And, you know, whether it be like through laziness or through being busy with other things, like sometimes yeah. like it, it just takes a little while for things to fall in place and, and make it happen. Um, but yeah, so again, I want to congratulate you on being open. Um, thank you. What, what exactly was your opening day? April 23rd. Okay. April 23rd, 2021. So next week will be seven months. There you go. Hot damn. <laughs> yep. Look at him. Seven months being open. Um, what are like, what are some of your favorite or like most memorable kind of milestones that you've had so far with the shop? Oh God, I don't even know. Um, opening day, obviously Mm -hmm. like, you know, the amount of nerves and anxiety going into something like that. Um, you know, not knowing if a single person was going to even walk through the door. Yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. (laughs) You know, not having any idea what to expect. Um, so opening day, obvious natural milestone, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it feels like it's been just one long day since then, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there have certainly been other milestones, you know, um, like, you know, talking about approaching seven months uh, last month being the six month anniversary, you know, felt like yeah. a pretty big milestone um sponsoring jackson you know putting him officially on the team Mm -hmm. uh having him design the first deck i guess i said that backwards because the deck came out before he was officially on the team but uh both of those were huge huge milestones um you know something that i had thought about for you know since the idea ever came like oh what's the first shop deck gonna look like yeah. who's gonna skate for the shop that kind of stuff you know um and so yeah super stoked on both of those yeah i, I think the graphic came out really sick in the sense that it's recognizable from far away like it's got i don't know it, it's very like stylized in a way that you can pick it out across the park so yeah yeah glad to pro- hear it pro- props to jackson absolutely crush that one and um yeah, I mean, before that, were you kind of doing, well, not before that, but have you always been, like, artistic in the sense of, like, designing your own logos and merch and stuff like that? Um, I've always enjoyed 
uh, drawing and painting and all that kind of stuff. It's nothing that I've ever really spent a whole ton of time focusing on. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you know, here and there over the years, I would mess around with stuff. Um, yeah, I, I relate to that sentiment of the casual artist. Yeah, that well, it's something that, you know, I'm passionate about and I wish I was, uh, I wish I had all the time in the world to dedicate to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I find that, like, if I have a reason to do creative stuff, then it starts to come out more and you get more productive, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like having a brand that you're responsible for, you're like, okay, I, like, I have this vision, I'm not going to hire some branding firm, like, this is my thing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put time and energy into making it good, and that may come in the form of, like, artwork that you produce for shirts or hats or whatever it may be. Um, uh, you know, shop decks, obviously, you, you had somebody else design that one, but he's a team rider, so that makes sense to me. It's still, like, coming from within the family, so to speak. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I can certainly relate to having a bigger umbrella thing that motivates, like, a bunch of smaller workings that kind of come from you. Um, yeah. Because I was trying to think about it. You probably have, like, 18 jobs right now. <laughs> I haven't counted them out like that, yeah. but yeah, I would say roughly yeah. like 18, maybe yeah, 20, you got like, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. like CFO, CEO, yeah. social media manager, salesman, like cashier, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot for sure. Um, but it's all fun, you know? It's mm -hmm. all things right. that I want to do. And, you know, I wish that one of the main things that I've learned uh, over the past six and a half months or whatever is there's absolutely not enough time in the day. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, all of it's enjoyable. So your last job was Black Sheep, and you were there for, like, 10 years, I've heard. Yes. Uh, I don't even know exactly how long. Mm -hmm. Probably a little over 10 years. Um, yeah altogether but yeah a long good chunk of my life at black sheep for sure were you able to like take away anything from the business side of running the skate shop or did you come into this pretty much like without a whole lot of knowledge on how to run a business uh as far as you know day-to-day -day operations and that kind of thing i feel pretty comfortable with that um mm -hmm. but yeah, the whole business side of it, uh, yeah, cannot even pretend for a second that I was prepared for any of it, <laughs> um, which, I mean, yeah, that's part of the fun is the challenge and being, you know, you got to learn it. Yeah. And, Something that I think bogs a lot of people down is complacency and being stuck in a routine that's like repetitive and monotonous. And it's so easy to fall into it. Yeah. Sure. If, if you have like something you can really get behind and take ownership of, then even if it's really hard, like, it, I, I tend to feel like that's more rewarding and that's why I kind of absolutely you always hear like everybody's ultimate goal is like oh I want to work for myself yeah so yeah I mean um definitely takes a lot of grit and determination and you could have just like sat there working a black sheep for 10 more years probably yeah and um, you know that was what I didn't want to do you know yeah. I was it got to the point where I just kind of felt like it was just very repetitive and you know I was in that complacent spot for a very long time and I was, you know, just looking for more of a, a challenge and wanting to do something on my own, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a tough, tough decision for sure. I'm very glad that I made it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, here we are. Yeah. yeah I mean, again, congrats. Like just not a lot of people like see their ideas through and, and actually take them to reality, especially not one like this that takes like, 
I would imagine a pretty massive upfront investment, like a lot of startup costs involved with, you know, running a business with physical product in an actual retail space. Like yeah. that's a very overwhelming and daunting idea to a lot of us who are just like, you know, we're just used to like going to work for somebody else and getting the paycheck and going to bed and waking up and doing it again. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I hope that it's as rewarding to you as it feels like it would be from the outside. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely rewarding. Mm-hmm. No doubt. <clears throat> So, I feel that, you know, the complacency that you were speaking of, I think everybody at one point or another falls into some type of rut like that. Yep. And uh, as you were saying, you know, it is most people, I would say probably nine out of 10, just allow themselves to be in that rut. You know, it's uh, it's pretty scary. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, damn, is this it? Yeah. Am I going to do this every day for the rest of my entire life? Yeah. Or, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all good. I mean, like, work is just one aspect or, like, one small aspect of many things that make up a person's life. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. hobbies. Like, I feel like that's why a lot of us gravitate towards skateboarding. That, uh, like, I don't know a whole lot of skaters that have, like, really sick jobs. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... Well, un- what would you consider a really sick job? Ooh, I would say my dream job would probably be to be like a furniture maker, like a carpenter of some sort. Yeah. Something where I get to do something like tangible and have a product at the end of the day that I'm proud of and right. make a good living doing it. Then um, you can combine the physical labor along with yeah, the creativity yeah. and get a little bit of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I admire that kind of lifestyle. People that are kind of like self-made and, and do their own thing and, and find a way to make a living off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like an aspiration of mine. Not there yet. Maybe one day. Absolutely. We'll see how it goes. But again, like a lot of the same reservations to starting something like that would apply to like running a skate shop as well. Like you need a bunch of equipment to get started, like a big upfront investment, just in the same way that you need product. You need like a space that you got to rent in order to make it work. Um, you got to figure out how to market your business. You got to figure out like you know, is this going to work? Is it worth it? Like there's a lot of number crunching and stuff involved. So yeah, I mean, again, we're, I guess we keep going back to the same thing of like celebrating the fact that you were able to take an idea from the back of your head and bring it to a storefront in downtown Mooresville. So, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, Once again, props. Can't can't say it enough. I appreciate it. Providing stoke for the youth. Yeah, man. That's good shit. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so you did you grow up around Charlotte? I grew up in Charleston for the most part, Charleston, oh, South Carolina. Sick. Um, yeah. So yeah, my family moved to Charleston or outside of Charleston, Somerville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, when I was about five years old. And uh, yeah, grew up skating in Charleston. I did not know that. Moved to Charlotte when I was like twenty-one or twenty-two or something. Okay. Like that. So your your like your most formative skate years were probably in Charleston then. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. But you have you been involved with like uh have you been in any video projects in Charlotte cuz I know for a fact that I know your name from like when I would watch black sheep videos and stuff but Yeah. If you go back like I don't know. It, um so right when I moved to Charlotte uh I met some friends, uh, Mark Hansen and John Lydon, and uh, we all filmed a Charlotte skate video together. Um, that's the main video project that I was a part of. What was it called? Uh, Charlotte Skate Video. Okay, that that's starting to ring a bell. Yeah, Charlotte <coughs> I'll Skate. I'll send you a link to it Be on later. YouTube. All right, sick. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do some research. <laughs> <laughs> I got to dig deep. <laughs> yeah, and um, 
you know, other than that, I've, I think I had a couple of clips in like the first black sheep video and the second black sheep video, mm. uh, no full part or anything like that. The right. Charlotte skate is the last time that I filmed a full part. Okay. Word. What year do you think that was? Oh God. I have no idea. It mm-hmm. was at least 12 years ago. Sick. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm not really bad with timelines. So right. Right. That. Yeah. But I mean, everybody's skateboarding kind of evolves. And like, I imagine when you were in that time, like getting clips was like really what got you stoked. And like when you went out to skate, it was probably more like mission style than it was like yeah. relaxation and, and Zen out style. For sure. And you know, my friends in Charleston that I was skating with all the time, you know, we, I ended up moving to Charlotte because we were coming up here on so many weekend trips, you know, mm-hmm. filming videos and that kind of thing. So yeah, for I, sure. Yeah. I mean, there was probably, you know, from the time I was like, 18 to 23 or 24 was mainly trying to film shit and put out yes. different local videos Hell and that yeah. kind some, of thing. Some so, big flips. Yeah. Some, some, some fakey five Oh fakey flips. Uh, no, nah, I don't think I ever filmed one. Of <laughs> in the streets, honestly. Yeah. You got them at the park though. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That what's, uh, I, I randomly thought of this question. What's, uh, what's your favorite Charlotte spot that's not there anymore? Oh man. Um, I would, do DIYs count? Yeah, absolutely. There was uh, the DIY by the old Black Sheep location oh, off yeah. of Camden Road mm-hmm. with the Red Ledge and the Euro and the Hubba. So yeah. butter. I would still skate that every day if it was still there. Yeah, that rest in peace. Was incredible. Yeah, I remember that. I was in I was in high school around that time, and my buddy Nate, who he was like kind of a crew filmer, despite being the best skater out of all of <laughs> us, he, he produced like probably like. 40 or 50 like little youtube montages and Sick. and like in the like towards the end of that era um that was when that diy was around and i got some clips there that i was really stoked on at that's the time. right you'll have to send me those links uh, well i mean it wasn't still up there or? yeah it wasn't anything crazy i like blunt slid the ledge which i do at the park all the time now but yeah when sick. you're a kid you and, you, ju- and you just line. learned it you're like yeah like that was dope no, for and sure. the fact that it was a diy made it feel somewhat like a street spot yeah no, yeah. that was a that was a great spot. I miss that place a lot. Yeah, did it have like a proper name? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I, like, I don't think so. <laughs> D- DIY spot names are like a coveted aspect of of skateboarding, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like how sick how ones. sick your spot's name is. Is like I don't know. You got I'm going to nominate my top two. One being Graveside, just sounds badass. That's the one in Raleigh, and then Shithole Hickory. Yeah, it's I like was about to bring the, up the, the shithole. Shit <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's a better. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty, they're like, it's like the worst and the best name at the same time somehow. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, for DIY in yeah. Hickory, North Carolina, yeah. the shithole. And you go there at. and there's like there's like the worst graffiti you've ever seen there. It's all so funny. It's like, I don't know, you, you can't, like you don't, I feel like whenever I skate there, I don't get mad. Like I can't possibly get into a negative mind space because that whole zone just like, invites so much like humor and stoke yeah it's, it's, it's a good time for sure that sounds sick i've never skated that spot i want to get out there at some yeah. point i saw some uh whoever was talking to me about it somebody in here like a week or two ago um they were showing me some pictures and it looks like a pretty fun spot actually yeah no doubt uh i'm friends with uh, a couple of the guys that build out there so cool shout out colby he, dr- yeah. he drives my old car. He's yeah. probably stoked that we're talking about shithole right now. <laughs> Sick. Well, good, good work, Colby. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up there and spray paint some really ignorant shit just for you. We'll have to make a trip out there sometime. Yeah, it's a good time. It's like 45, 50 minutes from here. Hell yeah! So shit. Let's get it. Uh, 
You been back to Charleston recently? No, not in a long time. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, speaking of DIY spots, that bridge spot that they've got down oh, there, yeah. that Dude, looks it's, it's incredible. Psycho. It's so good. Um, so I haven't gotten a chance to skate there. It's been a long time since I was back down in Charleston, but one of these days. Hopefully. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's bring it back to Stardust. Um, so the the process that I'm in right now for the pod is like thinking of a name. It's the hardest fucking thing oh, yeah. you could possibly do. It's very difficult. Yeah. So walk me through your process of getting to Stardust. Picture me unemployed, trying to <laughs> start writing out a real business plan. Um, I was uh, watching a lot of space documentaries. Uh, Sick. <laughs> a lot of Cosmos. Um, but yeah, uh, Stardust. I mean, to me, it's uh, it's everything. You know, um, kind of supposed to be something to focus on a bigger picture you know kind of drop your ego and we're all just lucky to be alive it's all completely random that we're even beings on this planet you Mm -hmm. know um much less ones that decide to skateboard and weird (laughs) shit like that you know Uh, yeah like of all the things to get involved in it's like what if i was a golfer yeah, I'd probably be so bummed. This podcast would <laughs> I, fucking suck. Yeah, I, I, I thank God every day that I'm like, you know, I, I picked a passion that's actually cool and like, you know, fulfilling. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's it's the best. There's nothing like skateboarding. But uh, yeah, Stardust is just kind of supposed to be a little like humbling, you know, drop your ego. I'm the same as you, who's the same as the next person and mm-hmm. the next person and the ground that we're walking or skating on it's all the same shit so let's just have a good time and be nice to each other and keep it going you know keep progressing does that mean you're open to sponsoring mediocre skaters such as myself uh i'm open to sponsoring skateboarders (laughs) that are motivated and fun to watch and having a good time cool so Nice. Yes. Uh, uh, my my moti- my motivation is questionable. I got some ugly ass kickflips. So, dude, your uh, motivation is absolutely unquestionable. <laughs> I mean, look at what you're doing with yourself. You know, you Shit. see a problem, you address it, and you're motivated enough to go out there and every day and try to fix it. You know, yeah, that's exactly what we. Want. I, mean, I think that might be like a funny case of like laser focusing in on one thing, like just to occupy my time. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've found myself with a lot of free time lately uh, due to some personal things that happened in my life. I'm like, I don't have anything to do after work and on weekends as of right now. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess in a way, like, I'm, I actually wanted to loop back to the name thing. I, I sit there like in bed, just staying awake at night, like thinking about shitty names for the podcast. Uh, it's, yeah. it's so encompassing once you have an idea that you're latched onto. So, yeah, it's, it's tough for sure, you know, and, uh, Stardust, I didn't really think about it too much. It kind of just felt right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't even my main focus, you know, I was focusing more on the logistics of how to open a business, not what the business was going to be called. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I did finally come back around to that point where like, okay, well, I'm looking for places to put this shop like what am i actually going to call it is Mm -hmm. it actually going to be stardust and yeah it still felt right still feels right so yeah yeah absolutely Uh, Mm -hmm. i think it's really cool thank you um can you like throw out any names that you thought you might go with that you didn't like names that got cut um there really 
weren't too many, you know. Um, Lucky. I had a couple of homies that we were talking about opening it together. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a couple of names that I think are really cool. I'm not going to put them out there in case they <laughs> decide that they yeah. do want to do something. Right on. And they should. But, yeah, they probably would have been a little bit cooler than the one that I came up with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was this uh, other location that I was looking at that was uh, pretty close by um, on the corner of Academy in Iredale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like an old church house, an old parsonage. So I thought parsonage could have been a cool name. Okay. Uh, just because of that location. But, gotcha. Makes yeah, sense. That's the only one that I really considered. That place didn't work out. So here yeah. we are. Stardust is better than parsonage. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what a parsonage is personally. <laughs> Uh, a parsonage is like the church house that like a preacher would live in or something like that. Um, so I thought it kind of would have been a cool place to have a skate shop as random as it gets, you know. And and, uh, and now I know. Now you know. Yeah, that's epic. Um, but I'm glad it didn't work out that way. For sure. So building a team is like, I don't want to say it's like a thing of the past, but like I feel like it's kind of less important than it used to be. Um, why do you feel that way? Because I think that there's so much like instant reach through social media that, that everyone's just fighting their own battle rather. Yeah. Than... And like, and, and through, through actually having kind of a community around your shop, that community speaks louder than a couple of like really talented skateboarders. Yeah. And you I, know what I, mean? I actually I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Cool. I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't sound like a total jackass right there. No. But, um, but that being said, I, do want to build a team okay you know right on over time um and you know i I want it to be a a tight-knit team and a family feel for it you know um i want everyone involved to be as involved as they want to be and yeah that kind of thing so who are you trying to poach from black sheep (laughs) (laughs) um i a lot of people that skate for black sheep are some of my favorite skateboarders yeah and no doubt yeah they love it, and you know I'm not trying to poach anything <laughs> from anybody. Damn, you know, what a, what a humble guy! What a I sweetheart! Want everyone <laughs> to do what they feel is best for them, you know. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You, no bad blood anywhere. Or any trying to stir up anything like that, you know. Well, like I said, though, Mooresville is like it's almost like an untapped resource. There's like oh yeah, there's I mean, like crazy like gnarly veteran skaters that have been here for as long as time and they rip harder than everyone still and then there's like the hungry like young dudes and then there's the park lurkers like the consistent dudes that are there every day it's it's an awesome scene yeah always has been too uh when i first moved to charlotte you know i had no idea what mooresville even was i was coming Mm -hmm. from the south i never got up this far yeah um but yeah, started coming up here and seeing some of those dudes, and I mean, my God, there's so much talent, like for sure. Like, mm-hmm. uh, is it name drop time? Should I call? Do go for shot? it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, I was just always blown away. Like, who are these dudes from Mooresville? Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking killing it. Yeah, They're like I don't know. Look like they all just walked straight out of a Baker video into mm-hmm. North Carolina, small town, and yeah. Uh, on um on opening day of the Mooresville skate park, that was when my eyes were first blessed with John Lasseter. He did like a switch back one eighty on flat that was absolutely gorgeous and then Nolly flipped no slid a ledge. 
and like some dude that was on Black Sheep, I saw his face like, oh shit, <laughs> like who is that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, yeah, these, these kids don't play. Nah, for sure. John right. is one of the names for sure. John Lasseter, Nikki, yeah. obviously. Yeah, he's he's still he's hometown hero. Yeah, he's still around. Nikki, Trevor, Andrew Colmetz, Nick yeah. Scott, Jackson, obviously, uh, all those dudes. Yeah, super. They've been ripping for a decade plus. You yeah, know. yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get T-Bone on the pod. Yeah, I dude, think he'd he would be, be a good one for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think he'd be a high-stoke individual. All of those people would be uh, good options for you, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, I mean, if something comes together where you're able to get like some team riders together, I think that would be really sick. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, Well, shit, Jackson's repping Stardust at Tampa like as we speak yeah, right now, huh? Super stoked. Tomorrow's uh, qualifying. So yeah, he got down there yesterday and... Yeah, I'm super excited for him. He's yeah, he's dude, absolutely he's a, crushing it. He's a skateboard fiend. Like, yeah. he, he skates harder now than I feel like he ever has. He looks better on his board now than I think he ever has, which is saying a lot yeah, because that's... I've always <laughs> been impressed by him. And I've, yeah, it's, it's a really phenomenon cool I don't understand as skaters who get better with age. Yeah, it's all motivation, man. It's yeah. an idea in the back of your head like anything else. It's up to you to I guess so. put it into motion. Or, like, just complete and total addiction. Mm-hmm. I guess there are worse things you could be addicted to than skateboarding. Yeah, absolutely. So, fucking right. So, what? <laughs> what's the starting salary for a Stardust team rider? Uh, starting salary? <laughs> uh, not much. <laughs> um, Maybe some free shoelaces or something? Yeah, why don't you uh, call Jackson and ask him about it? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll be happy to disclose that information. Yeah, no, yeah. I've been hooking him up with boards or Hell you yeah. know whatever he needs to get by. Um, but hey, you got to do it. Yeah, that's like if you get hired at an office and they don't give you a computer. Right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, provide your own computer. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. Why aren't you sending those emails? <laughs> that was a good little, good little Mooresville segment. Respect. Talking about putting a team together and poaching people from black sheep <laughs> and all that kind of shit you know like yeah being a uh, more community driven we are uh gonna start filming some shit soon so hopefully okay. you know it'll be uh i don't know exactly when it'll come out or what we'll be doing or oh, anything hell yeah. like that but uh even if you know like nikki skates for black sheep he wants to film with us you know that kind of thing so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it'll be, you know, a community video more so than like just the straight Stardust team video. True. You know, yeah. All homies. Yeah. Welcome. All everybody that we skate with consistently, you know, I want them all to be a part of it. That's actually a super good like model for a skate video, in my opinion. And um, back to another like really sick era in North Carolina was um, when me and a bunch of friends lived in Boone, North Carolina. Like, none of us were, like, on the recess team, but homies would, like, there was literally, like, two full-length videos filmed around our kind of scene, I guess. And yep. uh, while we weren't, like, recess team riders by any means, like, they sponsored the bar, like, they sponsored the event when we would have, like, a video premiere or whatever. And, like, there's a lot to be said for being kind of an active, like, anchor in the community without 
trying to be the driver you know what i mean yeah for sure i mean you can only do so much and as long as you know you're supporting skateboarding and supporting skateboarders then i think you're doing the right thing and doing what needs to be done you know so do you have like kind of a vision for um, future business goals or some kind of things you want to accomplish in the next year or two yeah yeah loosely the main goal is just to keep it going and keep it growing and uh you know there's only so much really pre-planning that i feel like i can do a lot of it's just going to be natural progression and Mm -hmm. natural steps you know yeah you seem like a pretty laid-back dude as opposed to like everything super calculated and rigid and like yeah i mean you ever like you ever write stuff down oh yeah of course i'm Mm -hmm. i yeah i wouldn't be sitting here in the skate shop if i hadn't um but yeah, I keep this notebook on me at oh, all there times. You go. And uh, sick. Yeah, I think that's maybe the third one that I'm on now. Uh, since writing down, hey, I want to open up a skate shop. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, yeah, um, because something like that seems so overwhelming. Like if you just say it like that, but then you break it down yeah, into the like, thousand small steps that need to be made and you yeah. work through those one by one and you know it's all the little victories and you know mm-hmm. just all right here's one task i'm going to complete this one task that sets me up to be ready to try to take on the next task and mm-hmm. you know it snowballs like that and before you know it you know you're opening up a new notebook and yeah now that keeps going and you hopefully just keep crossing the shit off as you go and yeah i'd say that machine can be applied to many many things in life everything I, yeah i do it for work a lot like if i'm just like really not feeling my job I'm like dude i really don't want to be here yeah it's like write down what i have to get done and just make a little tree with like little things stemming off of it and i'm like all right really don't want to do that don't want to do that you know what that doesn't sound so bad and then you do that one thing and yeah, you're a little more set up. And yeah, you, you it, get a, you get a little more momentum. I think building sparks the fire. For yeah, sure. yeah, b- building momentum is super critical when trying to execute something difficult or daunting. Yeah. So, and yeah, I mean, I think having it all written down and in front of you, and you know, being able to not let yourself get so overwhelmed, just having everything you know bouncing around in your head and that kind of thing, like you mm-hmm. know, even if it's something as simple as you know, if you got. 10 things to do before you leave the house what wake up <laughs> brush your teeth take a shower oh, get yeah. dressed eat breakfast you know like yeah. it's all little victories it's all getting you to where you need to go mm-hmm. every little bit counts you know yeah no doubt you ever had any like super frustrating moments where you were at like crisis mode and i don't know really frustrated <laughs> or, or way too in your own head uh i'm way too in my own head like every moment that i'm awake mm-hmm. yeah so um and yeah, tons and tons of, you know, frustrations and disappointments and that kind of thing. Um, but it's to be expected and Yeah. You know. Do you think that just with age you get better at handling that kind of thing? Uh yeah, I th- I think so. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, you know, at some point it happens where you can kind of look at things in a different perspective and uh yeah, just being able to focus on a bigger picture at play rather than yeah you know the one rock that's in your path or whatever Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think i look at skateboarding completely different um being older now and all that kind of stuff you know just it's kind of refreshing to look at things with a different perspective yeah yeah 100 percent. 
So I've had like my own shit with mental health and being able to zoom out is super important on gaining perspective because you look at yourself in a context of like what all is going on around you and you start to think of yourself in a series of interactions with like other things like with your environment and with other people as opposed to just like you know your own thoughts rebounding around inside your own head right yeah uh, i could definitely see how that would help overcome some like frustrations with opening a business as well like I don't know. I, I can't even imagine like, oh, I, I can't get this account open. Like, oh, sales are so bad. Like, what if we don't, you know, break even at the end of the month? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's, it takes like a lot of mental fortitude to be able to deal with that amount of uncertainty. Yeah. And it is, you know, still uncertainty every day. But, you know, it, yeah, the bigger picture, it's huge to be able to mm-hmm. take a step back and like, okay, well, is this actually a make or break type of situation? Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's probably just not like you being able to get that immediate gratification that, of course, in a perfect world, everybody would get everything they wanted all the time. It's just not the way it fucking goes ever. (laughs) uh, But yeah, you got to be able to take a step back. And, you know, I think being able to keep some type of humility and a, a humble outlook towards, you know, whether it be the skate shop or life in general you know it kind of goes back to what i was saying about you know stardust it's like let's take a look at the bigger picture you know is what happens if well fuck what if i go out of business it's like well (laughs) it's it's been a wild ride like 30 plus years where i didn't have a skate shop that's just that's the worst thing that's gonna happen yeah damn you got a good outlook and uh hearing you talk about that that makes it like really cool that the name behind stardust applies to kind of like your uh your your ethos with like your own human experience yeah more so than just like that would look cool on a sign (laughs) so i mean yeah there's a lot that goes into naming a business so the more you talk about it the more stardust starts to resonate and like make a lot of sense yeah for sure and it's kind of a weird i don't know it's a weird thing to talk about like a lot of people that Mm -hmm. come in oh why'd you call stardust you know people that i may not know on a personal level or anything like that i kind of like i don't know if i feel really comfortable like opening up and telling you like (laughs) my whole like philosophy on life that uh, applies to it so you know there's other little references that tie in as well you know um yeah like you could play it safe and be like it's david bowie magnolia skate shop it's like oh that's cool yeah or you could be like i don't know shred your face off incorporated like i'm like, <laughs> like whoa that's a little wild damn yeah, that that's a from? little intimidating yeah little yeah scary. so what uh what names are you coming up with for the podcast Shit. you got any uh any bad ideas <laughs> oh yeah that you know aren't gonna be the name oh i got i got sure? bad ideas have you well i guess let's back that up have you decided on a name yet no but i'm willing to talk about it okay because this has been like tearing me apart mentally um <laughs> So at first, uh, I had this idea for a podcast like probably a year a year ago. I was like sitting on the porch at my old house in Raleigh, and I was like, "Man, I think that would be like a really fun thing to get into." Like, what would I call it? And I wasn't even entertaining the fact that it was would actually happen. I was just like, if I had a podcast, what would it be called? Did you have like subject matter? Yeah, yeah. Matter I, I always thought that a North Carolina skateboarding podcast cool. would be appropriate because yeah. a I like know enough about it, and b it's rewarding and something that I want to like give back to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to go with raise up 
like the PD Pablo song. <laughs> Super sick. Raise yeah. Up podcast. And I had this whole thing. I was going to have my buddy, uh, John, who's a singer-songwriter, do like a really funny like kind of country folk, like mountain music rendition of yeah. Raise Up by PD Pablo. Sick. But Raise Up is already taken. That's a big problem with like a lot of really sick names. Raise Up podcasts? Yeah. What's it about? Uh, there's one. There's two of them. One of them's about basketball, and one of them's about like spirituality or something. Damn. So um, then I'm like, all right, let's let's. One of my play it safe ideas was um, North State Stoke. That's like you know, it's all right. Yeah, it's cool. Doesn't it doesn't like jump out as like that's the one. Right. And then I was like, all right, maybe I should do something like kind of funny. And I was like, all right, what about Blunt Juice? it's like kind of skateboard related but also like you wouldn't take it seriously yeah but i'm like what if i'm ask someone that is like you know a big figure in skateboarding that i don't know personally and ask them to be on the blunt juice podcast right they'd probably be like yeah i don't know dude (laughs) (laughs) but then i'm thinking of slappy hour that's pretty good but there's like youtube videos and stuff called slappy hour with you know whatever skater um yeah, I don't know. But I think what I'm going to do is me and my roommates are going to like have a little beer drinking whiteboarding session. There you go. And we're just going to throw shit at the wall. You ever Sweet. watch uh, Mark, jo- Mark Johnson modus operandi? Oh, God. The skate quiz, skate history quiz. Um, I'm sure I've seen it at some point. Doesn't really stick out to me, though. He talks a lot in the intro about how skateboarding is just ideas turned into reality and blah 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 and yeah roll the clip super relevant i'll try to pull that one yeah be a good little sound bite pull it up and <laughs> also north carolina skateboarding mark johnson oh there you go yeah. yeah he's uh yeah i mean shit there's some pretty rich history with north carolina i don't oh, yeah. i don't know that like i don't know that i would ever get to the level of like interviewing actual pros i think like kind of a community focused thing would be a little more my right. lane but i think that's more important anyways yeah for yeah what you're trying to do anyways yeah right on but shit if you know anyone <laughs> holler at me yeah i don't but i will <laughs> <laughs> if i meet someone yeah. <laughs> all right i got a question what's up with the all black kits oh man um all day, every day. All day, every day. I've never seen you in anything other than head-to-toe black. Yeah, you probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Stick that, to your guns. been that way for a long time. Um, occasionally, there's been a couple of Halloweens where I went as a <laughs> bizarro version of myself where I was in the white suit instead of the oh, black shit. suit. Um, but Damn, that would be hilarious. I think even those days are long behind me now. I still, I would pay money to see you with like a How shaped... <laughs> I'll, I'll have to cons- uh, well, we'll see once I uh, start getting some advertisement revenue. But um, Good deal. All right, picture this: Danny with like, you've got your high top old school Vans, you've got some baggy ass Dickies, you've got like a high vis orange T shirt that's all torn to shreds. You got a trucker hat and long hair. So you want me in the park sharks? And, and you're yeah, and you're grinding a deep end with like a fucking well, I would say beer in your hand, but I know that's not your vibe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Transitioned out, Danny. I think would be sweet. Yeah, you gotta. I'm gonna have to learn how to skate some <laughs> damn transition, huh? Yeah. Oh, first. When that first. when that new part comes around, maybe. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, shit. That's like the natural arc of most aging skaters. I feel like they either go like the low impact, high tech route, or they just go the transition flow 
carve yeah. grind route. And yeah, I, I wish I would have learned how to skate transition at a younger age. You think it's you too know? late? <laughs> I, I don't think it's too late, but yeah. it's not something that I'm like super hyped on like cool let me try to go eat shit on learning the very basics right now (laughs) no Um, definitely i i can relate to that i don't know where this myth came from that transition is like low impact or like not as hard on your body or something but it just as long as i've been skateboarding and as comfortable as i normally feel on a skateboard i i feel like there's just a part of my brain that's missing like i just don't understand anything about skating transition yeah it's like such a it's such a romantic idea to like blast a front side air and do it oh do a front side grind for like 12 pool blocks and yeah all that absolutely absolutely and in your head it doesn't seem that hard and then you like get to the park and you look at the deep end and you're like yo that's like you like spit off of it and it takes like 10 <laughs> seconds to hit the ground you're like yeah i'm good on this yeah uh skating lexington park recently uh, i've skated lexington park twice when mm-hmm. we were there a couple of weeks ago and yeah. then like two years prior right after they had opened both times skating the hip low impact yeah you know um my board has shot off and found itself in the deep end <laughs> and <laughs> thank god nobody was skating you know while that happened but you know, even just going down there, I'm like, dude, fuck, I might need a homie to help me out of here. <laughs> like, what the hell? You feel like you're on a different planet. You're like, I've never felt yeah. like I'm in a more wrong location. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's hilarious. Jackson was there a couple of weeks ago and said that he saw some guy that looked like he had no business even being on a skateboard uh, try to roll into the deep end. and Like roll in, just like he didn't drop in, he tried like to roll to in? roll in. That's psycho. And ended up snapping his arm, you know, naturally. Holy shit. As should happen. And, uh, yeah, I was telling Jackson, like, dude, you couldn't pay me, like, an absurd amount of money <laughs> to try to do that. Like, yeah. what the hell? That would be my face. Like, yeah, that that's actually insane. Yeah, there's, like, some things that your body just physically won't let you do. Yeah, that's I, one of them. Yeah, there was, this, uh, there was this rail in Raleigh. It was like a 10-stair rail, but it was a long 10-stair, so the rail was mellow, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that high to get on. And I had like, I was like, dude, I'm going to grind that rail. That's going to be my one and only like legit street handrail. Like, I'm going to pop up front side and grind that rail. Yeah. And I claimed it so hard. I was like, today's the day. We're going here. We're doing this. And I just bunted the ever-living shit out of it. I just ollied over the rail like a hundred times, like tapping my trucks on it, but not ever fully getting on. Yeah. It's like your brain just won't let you do it sometimes. Damn. Yeah. So so stay in your lane, kids. No. <laughs> Is that rail still there? Oh, yeah. It's it's there. What's your thoughts? Are you going to go back? Or Hell no, dude. It's all done? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I got, it off? I got put in my place real quick. Fair yeah. enough. Even, even like park rails scare me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm scared of transition and rails yeah i'm i'm totally uncomfortable yeah, on dude. both of those things i was just that, talking with my roommate uh last night about that actually I, like growing up at the skate park of charleston they had a uh, 12 foot vert ramp that i would you know watch all the older gnarly was that like a, was that an indoor park it was yeah sick i don't i never went there but i've heard about it yeah it was a gnarly spot mm-hmm. super sick yeah um yeah miss that place yeah, but uh, pour one out for all the fallen indoor parks. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I would you know go up onto the deck and just looking over like holy shit, dude! I don't even feel comfortable. Like I wouldn't even pose it, you know, like put my <laughs> tail on the yeah. coping or anything like that. But God, how much fun! Have you ever skated a resi ramp? Uh, what's that? 
you know those soft like resin ramps? Oh no, I haven't. No. So that dude, I want to skate something like that. Yeah, so yeah. fucking bad. Like, give me some resi vert. Yeah, that, that mini mega be. made of resi. Like, yeah, that would be sick. They got. I missed my opportunity. I lived in uh, Park City, Utah, for a couple of months, and that was right as they were opening like a new Woodward there. Cool. And they had like a massive like you know mega ramp to mm-hmm. foam pit and like resi pads yeah. or whatever. And I was like, damn, I I should have just. Since I should have paid the fifty bucks or whatever it yeah, takes to get in there, sure. just going for it one time. Yeah, but yeah, I've, I've always super fun. I've got this disease where like I can't properly fly out of a quarter pipe. Like I just can't like do a grab and keep the board under me. Yeah, and, like you know, you see kids that just boost them like ten feet in the air. That's yep. like they got a strain of DNA that I don't have. Yeah, so. absolutely. I feel you. Give, give me in a foam man. pit and let me unlock that. Let me figure that out. Yeah, same. That's what I'm looking for. If anybody in North Carolina has got a resi yeah. vert ramp in the works, yeah, that would be so. That would be so funny. It's like, yeah, well, shit. Uh, let's set up Shameless. Let's be like, yo, when you build your new, right, build your next section of the bowl, like put a resi landing somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> next set the goat pit, yeah. the gnarliest backyard bowl ever, and this <laughs> giant resi ramp. Yeah, it's super sick. It's like a team of pros come through. Like, yeah, we got this sick backyard bowl, and you're like. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I bet it'd be fun, though. Yeah, so that time we were skating Lexington, and I was, like, packing all my shit up. I had, like, my boombox, my cooler, my chair, my water jug, and I had a twisted tee. And you're like, yo, can I grab something for you? And I handed you the twisted tee, not knowing <laughs> that you were, like, three years sober. Yep. I put an alcoholic beverage in your hand. So first and foremost, my bad. No um, worries, man, no worries. Second of all... uh how how much has your life improved since getting off of that? Oh, God. I mean, 10,000%. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're lucky that you didn't know me back then. You probably <laughs> look at me a little bit differently, as I'm sure a lot of people do. But, yeah, yeah. alcohol and myself, terrible. So, sure. Yeah. It's a completely different life and world for myself. Yeah. yeah. Never yeah. looking back, that's for sure. Know thyself. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is, is it too much of a gander to say that this probably wouldn't have happened if you were still drinking it absolutely would not have zero mm-hmm. percent chance yeah but yeah that that was like a comical like oh what am i doing sort of <laughs> moment so you were you were a good sport about that oh yeah i, mean, I respect it no and no worries i'm not i i fully support all the all the folks out there that are uh taking better steps for their mental and physical health uh, yeah that's great absolutely all about it um yeah so more people need to be doing it yeah yeah there's there's like a weird parallel between like skateboarding and getting fucked up for sure and it's like always kind of bothered me how um i don't know there's like certain companies that use that image as like promotional material and it's like right I don't know. It's the age-old de- debate of like, well, skateboarding is supposed to be core, and you're supposed to say fuck it, and you're supposed to be destructive and like gnarly and like not care. You know what I mean? Right. But and then you get a little older, and you're like, well, not caring is actually like the worst thing you can do in life. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, I feel like you see that kind of arc come back around in a lot of skaters that get a little bit older, and like the the partying and the excessive drinking and drugs just get like tiring. Yeah. Just to jump around real quick, um, there, I, there's like another skate shop in or close to Mooresville, right? I heard it's like in the back of like a 
Bass Pro Shop or something? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's called 5150. 5150. Uh, and they're in the back of Carolina Fishing Tackle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think they opened up exactly one week before I did. Oh, shit. Yeah, so <laughs> very, very strange time there. <laughs> I was um, going to ask, like... Mooresville's got no skate shops for the better part of a decade, and then, yeah, within a, a week or two, they've got two skate shops. Yeah. So strange timing, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of awkward. Like, I don't know. Is there, like, a... Have you talked to those guys? Uh, I haven't, no. Yeah, um, just kind of staying in your own lanes. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, staying in yeah. your own lane. I'm just doing what I know and what I'm comfortable with, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, yeah, that's that. No, no Mooresville turf war? <laughs> no, no Mooresville turf war. But yeah, uh, I respect it. Can I say something off the record? Because I think it's funny. As o- off the record, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? Yo, god damn it, I wish I could put this in. <laughs> I mean, uh, this I is... care? Yeah, I care. Yeah, yeah, you got a business so, to run, you got an image to uphold. But that's funny, just homie to homie, that's yeah. absolutely hilarious. Fucking... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, coming back around. Oh, shit. Back on the record. Yeah, so y'all both happened to open at about the same time. Yeah. Um, but you having a background in the Charlotte skateboarding community, I feel like you had a really solid foundation, kind of kicked you off in the right direction, already having like a bunch of homies that were supportive. Um, For sure. So, yeah, I feel like there's kind of a level of like, if you start something within skateboarding, you kind of need like a little bit of cred at the beginning. I I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I feel like any any really seasoned skateboarder, probably has that same mentality mm-hmm. you know? yeah because like if you were like an absolute nobody and you just moved here and then you opened this shop i don't think it would be as successful as, as it has been so far yeah i agree and that's not too much of a leap to assume that yeah um but yeah i think it's like really sick that you're like not so close to black sheep that you're stepping on toes either yeah so, no, yeah I, I, i'm stoked that or i would imagine you still have a good relationship with all your old co-workers um, yeah yeah for sure i mean you know that they're all friends and family and yeah, yeah. Um, and you know i think it's it looks close on a map but charlotte and mooresville i mean they're completely different scenes you know mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah i mean yeah I'm, I'm i'm like geographically right in the middle of them mm-hmm. and uh yeah, honestly, like what shop I go to depends a lot on where I'm skating that day. Yeah, you know what which I mean. So it makes perfect sense. I, I say the more the merrier. Like it's sick to have options. Yeah, um, I think that you know the scene around here, like in the greater Charlotte area, has grown so much in the past. You know, five years even, much mm-hmm. less you know ten, twelve years when I first moved here or whatever. But I mean, it's huge. I mean, it keeps growing and it's pretty incredible. And yeah, I mean, I think that there's plenty of room for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes me stoked to hear you have that sentiment. Um, it is kind of awkward with like, well, not awkward, but if you're like running an actual business where you need to make money to like, you know, prosper and survive, that's a little bit different than like skate media outlet, like, I don't know, like a, like a zine. Or, right or like you know a, a youtube channel or whatever where like very low where, overhead yeah yeah where it's like the more the merrier like like you're not taking business away from somebody else by contributing to a space 
skateboarding is weird in that it's like, or sorry, skate shops are weird in that that's probably the only thing that like you don't want too many of, right. yet there's still such a necessity to have kind of like a strong core community. Yeah, well said, for so, sure. Yeah. And yeah, you don't want too many of them, but that being said, every strong skate community I don't say that they need one, but they should have one. It's mm-hmm. beneficial for everybody, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you see them popping up in, like, smaller towns now. I think it's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing to do when I travel is, like, if I go to a new city, like, instead of getting some, like, bullshit shirt that says, like, I love Boston, I'll, like, go to Orchard and get, like, a t-shirt, like, get a shop shirt or, like, yeah. a shop deck or something. I think that's, like... For sure. I'm the same way and probably... a a lot of skateboarders feel yeah, the same yeah. way. That's yeah. like the, the coolest way to get like a geographical souvenir in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, I've always enjoyed just visiting other shops in general, you know, I mean, as much as the same product might kind of show up in multiple places, I feel like every skate shop that you walk into is a completely different vibe and, you know, it's just always really refreshing to see. Mm-hmm. you know different takes on the same stuff or yeah even like different ways that like their product is displayed or like kind of the interior decoration and like yeah, design all of, their of shops, it like, you know and the the shop gear itself you know all, yeah all of it i love it mm-hmm. do you want to shout out anybody that you think is doing cool shit for skateboarding in north carolina i think if uh if you're skateboarding in North Carolina, then you're doing cool shit for skateboarding in North Carolina. Nice. In general. The safe answer. I like it. It is safe. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, there's so much skateboarding in North Carolina that I'm not even going to, like, pretend for a second to be up on everything. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's tons of, of dudes and scenes or mm-hmm. whatever that I would completely overlook. Um, yeah. Huge huge favorite of mine the Asheville scene is absolutely incredible yeah I think their spot is probably one of the coolest spots on the entire east coast Mm -hmm. um huge props to them for keeping that going and growing it as big as it's gotten and keeping it going pretty incredible I'm gonna save that sound clip for when I dm a bunch of those guys asking them to do interviews with me yeah <laughs> yeah I, I don't know a whole lot of those guys super well but yeah Asheville is always like i i don't know them either mm-hmm. so but yeah I've, that's a incredible but yeah, during, scene yeah during sure. the summer the Asheville trip is 100 percent the move like you hit the diy you hit like there's a bunch of like really really nice parks and kind of like surrounding towns near Asheville. Mm-hmm. Hit like however many you want in a day, yeah, and then like got the Waynesville, Morganton, mm-hmm. all the weird small towns that I had never even heard yeah, of until yeah. they got a skate park built, and, and and then you go camp out in the woods at night, and yeah. you're stoked, find a river to jump in. It's for making sure. me really upset that it's cold and <laughs> yeah, dark at five thirty. For so, sure, fuck man, something to look forward to. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, I'm, I'm really hoping these uh, the parking lot sessions that we've been brainstorming come to fruition. Yeah, so we need to get on that. Yeah, uh, I think we're all just being lazy, but yeah, winter hit quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like two weeks in, and fuck, I haven't skated in yeah. two weeks. Yeah, but I will say it's been super warm the last couple of days, and yeah, I've it been, has been really nice. I've been going outside on my lunch breaks and just like daydreaming, yep. like mentally escaping the office, and it is so nice. Like, yeah, with the leaves changing. 
the wind blowing and the temperature just right. It's like, man. Yeah, these past few days I'd, have been pretty ideal. I promise I'd rather be skateboarding. Um, so. so, yeah, getting the uh, the box sessions going, definitely need to make that happen. we got to find the right spot. Um, I was just talking with Nikki last night, and uh, he just got a big portable like tripod light that's back oh, no powered. Shit. And uh, so I was like, man, yeah, we could just probably get a couple of those. We could just go light up the park. That would be, dude, yeah. that would be epic. Get some cool night clips going, yeah. do some different edits, and yeah, just have fun and be able to actually skateboard. But, yeah, that would be a complete blast. My one qualm with the Charlotte area skateboarding landscape is the lack of parks to skate at night. Absolutely. You got to go all the way to Lexington, or you got to go to Renaissance where the lights are dim as hell, and you're getting snaked, and and the spine is taking your life yeah yeah not a fan <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah i mean have you skated there yet lexington no, no renaissance. Or, um, it's renaissance that's what i meant to say my bad no no i still haven't skated it i went by there right around the time when it was getting completed just to check it out and yeah i haven't made it yeah back down that way since really yeah it looks um, pretty fun yeah, it's all right. I'm just really over these like underfunded skate parks. Yeah. Where there's so much potential and such a huge demand. I was in Boone last weekend. Um and it's like they've been overdue for a skate park for you know, 10 years in my opinion. Mm-hmm. JP major shout out. He fought tooth and nail and to to even get approval for the park and it was like took so long to even do that. And then he basically had to fundraise like the majority of the park and you know, it came out with, I don't know an exact figure, but like, yeah, I mean, probably like an eighth of the budget for a Lexington, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like a cool park, but it's just too damn small. And yeah. It's like, yo, this, this is like the public support for skateboarding is there and it's like time for the municipalities to catch up and like actually incorporate that into the funding. I went back to Boone for the first time in two years um, after I moved away for a little while. I just went back to visit and check it out and skate park still wasn't there. But lo and behold, there's like a $12 million rec center next to the Greenway with like a pool and basketball courts and tennis courts and like everything else you can imagine. And it's like, yo, what about like 500000 of that? Like what about one fucking 20th of that budget? Yeah. You can make like the sickest skate park in Western North Carolina. It's like that, that needs to happen, man. There's so many small towns that, are, that have done it right. Shout out like, you know, Waynesville. Waynesville Park is amazing. Lexington's got it dialed apex that park is sick like and it's always surprised me too you know the the smaller towns coming out with these incredible parks and then you've got you know the bigger spots like boone or charlotte that are just completely missing it and yeah it's extremely extremely frustrating and disappointing but i mean if you look like 10 15 years ago we're obviously in a better spot then so i am hopeful for the future yeah yeah i just think it's one of those things that's like a little behind the curve where it needs to be yeah there's been progression you know and yeah we're probably a decade behind uh, a lot of other places you know but at least it's moving in the right direction and seems to be you know like from my understanding the renaissance park was supposed to be the first of a series of parks around mm-hmm. that size, uh, kind of scattered throughout different Charlotte neighborhoods, which I think that would be really cool. 
we'll see if it actually happens. You know, it took yeah. them over 10 years to build that. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens next. Yeah. But you ten, know, th- 10 years to build like a glorified driveway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. It's easy to be better. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's progression though. You know, Belmont's getting their skate park built. Uh, oh shit. I didn't, yeah, I actually hadn't heard about that. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Is that going to be like another concrete, like properly done, like, uh, yeah, Big I believe Park. it's Spawn Ranch, which is the same people that did Renaissance are doing nice. the Belmont one. Um, and then, you know, obviously the renovations at the Mooresville Park here. Hell yeah. Um, Canopolis is Could supposed not be to be getting a park. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're moving in the right direction, at least, even if it is a few years behind mm-hmm. everyone else. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, still get out there by the time they get built and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hopefully we're not old and gray and decrepit. Yeah. Or but decrepit because old and gray I'm checking two of those boxes yeah you know you got this salt and pepper flow it's <laughs> sick you're another one of those people you can just pick out from so far away distinguished man <laughs> i don't know if i like that or not. <laughs> <laughs> the point of the black suit is to blend in and be a shadow and nice. not stand out or have there you, you know, go. unwanted attention but you and my cat would be good friends yeah i believe it yeah i fuck with cats You'd mentioned Mark Johnson, Modus Operandi. Uh, I went back and did my homework, watched it. Awesome. Incredible, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge, I mean, Mark Johnson in general was a huge influence on me as a kid. Yeah. Um, but that part in particular, like, I mean, God, everything about it is so sick. Yeah, one of a kind, 100%. The shoes. Yeah, yeah. That, was that was that before he was running the bald head, or did he always have the... Uh, that was probably right around the time that he... Yeah, was a hundred percent bald all the time. <laughs> it's a sick look. It's it's distinguished. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are some of uh, what are some of your other favorite skate videos that kind of influenced the way you looked at skateboarding? Oh God. Uh, well, you don't even have to think that deep on it. You can just shout out some random videos that you were stoked on. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, my introduction to Mark Johnson was uh, old four one one parts. Okay, word. Uh, which was also my intro to Andrew Reynolds and Jerry Sue and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of who are still my favorite skateboarders today. Did you uh, have the uh, subscription to 411? No, I would just pick up whatever I could uh-huh. find at, you know, the local shop back then, which was King Street Skates in uh, downtown Charleston. Okay, right um, on. So, yeah, just grab whatever random issues, you know, I didn't care if it was something I hadn't seen before. I wanted to see it because you know skate videos were very few and far between mm-hmm, no doubt in that time um but yeah uh welcome to hell and mouse those were like my two main first videos that i ever watched mm-hmm. and yeah definitely uh shaped my life uh a little further on you know baker three or all the baker videos really baker 2g baker three yeah uh minefield is probably my favorite video of all time, like start to finish. Super sick. Yep. Yeah, it's absolutely timeless. Uh, and I've, I guess when Minefield came out, I was probably like late high school, I want to say. So I didn't quite have like the, wasn't quite as intellectually developed as I am now, but I could tell at the time that that was like a really special kind of instant classic video. Oh yeah, for sure. Stand the test of time. I I went to the premiere. I was living in New York at the time when that came out. And uh, I went to the premiere there, and it was absolutely incredible. Sorry, you were living where? Uh, In New York. Oh, okay. Uh, When when did you live in New York? 
uh, right out of high school, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like 19. I moved up there for about six months. Uh, moved back to Charleston. Then moved to Charlotte. And then after living in Charlotte for about two or three years, I moved back up there for another two years. No and shit. Came back to Charlotte. For, for whatever reason, I did not know that at all. I thought you were like South, born and born and bred <laughs> through and through. Nah. Um, yeah, just up there a few years. I was born in Massachusetts. So, um, yeah, this keeps getting deeper. Yeah. You have many levels. Yeah. Anyways, it, <laughs> none of that's relevant. But the, the important thing is that I went to the minefield premiere uh-huh. and, uh, it's the only time that I've ever seen Ave in person. Oh, sick. And I accidentally locked eyes with him. You know, I was like <laughs> waiting in line and like looked back and I saw him and Dill. And uh, dude, Ave looked like he had just gotten out of prison or something. He was like the gnarliest looking dude ever. He was wearing like black leather biker jacket. I don't even think he had a shirt on underneath it. And I was just like locked eyes with him, looked away, and was like, oh, God this dude's about to come drop me for no reason whatsoever. He just just stared into your soul. Super intimidating looking dude. You know, maybe (laughs) that was all mental. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Funny stuff. I remember that more than like the video itself from that night. Anyways, you know, I've watched it a thousand times since then, but yeah, that's a sick story. I'm, I'm glad we uncovered that. You ever had any other interactions with pros? Um, yeah, down in Tampa, uh, my friends and I used to make road trips to all the AM and pro contests every mm-hmm. year uh, just to go watch and street skate. You know, we were always filming and working on our next video project or whatever. So uh, That was from uh, Charleston? Correct. Down to Tampa? Yeah. What's that drive? Oh, man, I don't know. Nine hours or oh, something gnarly. like that. Eight, <laughs> eight hours? I don't even know. Uh, I can't remember. It's Yeah, it's a trek, but we would take road trips as often as possible just to get out of small town world and you know we'd go to atlanta and tampa and columbia greenville charlotte all that kind of stuff as often as we could um so yeah down there for tampa am i can't remember the year but if you want to look it up it's the year that spanky won uh-huh. And uh, he was absolutely killing it. We watched the contest, and uh, we are going out street skating at night, and we were skating this uh, 11 stair in downtown Tampa that basically runs like straight into a wall after you land. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> so a couple of my friends were skating it. Uh, I was filming. You didn't drop down the 11? No, I was... Uh, I was injured at the, at the time, so I wasn't skating on that trip at all. I Would was, you have? Were you a high-impact Dude, oh uh, yeah, I was day. trying to jump off the biggest shit. That was gnarly. Ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was actually hurt on that trip uh, from trying to ollie uh, the twenty stair at the Bilo Center <laughs> in downtown Greenville. <laughs> Holy shit, um, that's insane. Yeah, I, like, did not work out. <laughs> uh, but I mean, knowing you now, just to picture you sailing down a twenty stair, I can't make that <laughs> mental connection. Yeah, that's actually insane. I'm. I mean, props are even like launching off of that thing That's yeah bizarre good times <laughs> in a way you know um, so how i couldn't skate for about six months after that one but uh you know it was worth it what exactly did you injure uh my knees okay yeah just uh 
I don't know. You want the full long story? Have you been to the Bio Center? You know the spot? No, but it sounds like you got to get some bionic jaws, knees. Yeah. Um, no, nah, yeah. Walk well, me through it. It's a cool ass spot. Like the. Uh, oh, it's got like a bank next to it. So people skate over right. the rail into it. Right. Yeah. So there's that, that spot, um, which the stairs kind of like go downhill. So it starts at, you know, like a seven stair and the sidewalk, the landing goes downhill. So it goes all the way up to 20. Um, so, you know, I had it in my head watching all of these <laughs> gnarly ass videos like <laughs> damn that looks fun yeah i just want to jump off the biggest shit i can too like fucking go fast and don't bail there you go you know mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so the spot you get kicked out super super quick well i don't know if you do nowadays but back then it was like you know you got a couple tries and security was coming um so i believe that was probably the first spot from driving to charleston Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's cool because you can warm up ollieing like the 7, the 9, the 11. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to ask something about going to a 20 stairs, the first spot <laughs> on a trip doesn't really register with me. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, me neither. But, yeah, that, that, that makes more sense. I can, like, envision the spot now and, yeah, yeah warm, so, like, work your way up to it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, I had, I probably skipped over a couple sets, you know, like ollie the 7 and the 9. And then uh, I think I went for the 15 after that holy shit and uh (laughs) landed on a couple of them and ended up breaking my board as we were getting kicked out oh wow Um, so you know we had parked a couple blocks away went to the car swapping out the board setting up a new one it's like dude fuck i don't know like we're already kicked out is it worth trying the 15 again? Like, fuck it we can go to the 20 that's on the bridge they won't see us there's a separate uh, 20 stair on the bridge behind the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, fuck it, dude, I'll just try it. Fuck it, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> so set up the board, didn't really look at it. The, uh, it goes downhill just slightly. Like there's a <clears throat> sidewalk cracks, sidewalk cracks, you know? So I looked at it like once or twice and it's just like, fuck dude, if I look at this thing anymore, that's a wrap, you know, I'm not going to try it. So, I sure wish I had looked at it a little bit more and noticed like the downhill is basically like there's a crack about, you know, half a board length before pop. Worst case scenario. And so, yeah, just completely missed the pop, you know, and I'm flying and my board is staying behind. (laughs) And uh, yeah, good times, good times. That was the first day of like a four or five day trip i couldn't even walk we went straight from there to atlanta um Mm -hmm. and yeah it was just like in the hotel room like the entire trip just crippled and yeah yeah was it like a proper serious injury or uh no you know i mean i knew nothing was like broken or anything like that it's just like no no ligaments or anything no just fucked up from the impact and like i kind (laughs) of had to stretch my legs a little bit to clear the set so i just landed like super awkwardly right okay i can picture it um and yeah after like you know probably two months or something and i was still in a shitload of pain couldn't skate or anything i went and got it checked out um just to make sure that there was nothing seriously done and everything Mm -hmm. was fine you know it was just yeah, whatever. It takes a long time to recover from something like that, I guess. But yeah, um, I anyways, guess, I guess you got lucky in that sense. But. That was a really long story to get to what I wasn't even talking about was 
skating that set. And then, so anyways, I'm filming. Uh, still not skating from, you know, that was a few months prior. Yeah, so, so right that. now we're at the 11 stair in Tampa? Right. Okay. And so uh, my friend Brett Nelson, he uh, fake ollied it pretty quickly, which is super sick. And uh, he was trying to 360 flip it. I feel like somebody else was skating it too, but I can't remember. And then, uh, yeah, all of a sudden the entire like Baker team rolls up like rad Reynolds and Greco and Leo Romero and Spanky and all those guys. And, uh, yeah, they just ended up skating the set with us until we got kicked out and it was really cool getting kicked out with them, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, that's once in a lifetime, giving our names to the cops and shit. It's like (laughs) Jim Greco. Like, whoa, dude, is this really happening? So cool. And uh, so we were staying at a hotel super close to the park. And uh, those dudes were all actually in like on the same floor as us, just a couple doors down. So we ended up like showing them the promo to our video that we were working on and all that kind of shit. And, you know, totally Grom fantasy. They didn't didn't, like cool guy you or anything? No, no. They were all super, super sick. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I, I saw the Baker team at a demo at the Boardroom Skate Park in Cornelius, North Carolina. Yep, I was um, living in New York when that happened. Mm-hmm, I remember right like, going down there. Yeah, I was too shy to like talk to him or like say anything to him. But it seemed like a whole situation on that. Oh yeah, it was gnarly. <laughs> the stories that I've heard about that uh, the demo and a couple days after. Uh, yeah, pretty gnarly. Antoine was like hitting on the owner of the park's wife or something like I that. I remember hearing about that. <laughs> and I think he got arrested the following day up in Winston-Salem, I want to say. Um, yeah. yeah. Shouts out Antoine. Hell yeah. Legend. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Um, yeah. Back to the skate video thing. Uh, any like local videos that you're stoked on or have been stoked on over the course of your involvement with North Carolina skating? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been tons, you know. I mean, all the Black Sheep videos were absolutely incredible. You know, Drew Adams uh, absolutely killed it with all of those. Everything he does is super sick. You know him pretty well? Drew, yeah. You got to get me in touch with him. Yeah. I think he'd be sick to talk to. Absolutely. He's a great dude. He's funny as hell, too. Yeah, sick. But, yeah, I, I remember... Black Sheep Video 1 premiere at Neighborhood Theater. Oh, God, that, that was hypey as hell. That was dude, a good night. Yeah, I think that was actually my first video premiere ever, and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that people, like, cheered after each trick. Right. And, like, the entire length of the video, like, the the crowd was just roaring. Oh, yeah. It was so epic. Such There's, high energy. That was yeah, an incredible night, for so sure. So much hijinks and, like, underage drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a perfect, perfect situation, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> You got all the Black Sheep videos. Um, all the John Evans videos. All those mm-hmm. dudes are on a completely insane level. Yeah. His video format is like a little different than what I'm... Or, well, okay. Yeah, I'm about to pop off and talk some shit. Not really, but his video format is like not quite my speed. You know what I mean? Right. I, I it's tend overwhelming. To, well, yeah, I tend to enjoy videos that like interject like the personality of the riders and everything and um yeah evan's videos are straight up all killer no filler like there's no literally (laughs) yeah there's no like literally transitions nothing but gnarly ass fucking tricks yeah (laughs) and maybe if i was better at skating that would be more relatable to me but (laughs) right but yeah i mean dude super entertaining uh jevin's videos are how i 
learned about Chris Weimer before he was pro or anything. And I've been following that guy for a long time. Dude, he is incredible. Yeah, next level. That's a kickflip to look up to. Kickflip master, (laughs) yeah. I don't know if anybody's got a better one than him, man. Yeah, like chest high. Yeah. Beautiful. He did the the line with the back tail kickflip out to regular. And, oh, my God, I mean, that's just a dream trick. But the way he did it, dude, like full extension on the leg and, God, just beautiful. <laughs> I can see it in my head right now. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting excited over here. Yeah. You're going to have to chill out with that kickflip talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. So it's about Thanksgiving. Um, we're moving into the holiday season. Is there, um, do you anticipate like a lot of challenges running the skate shop during that time, or do you think it'll stay pretty mellow? I don't know what to expect, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that it's going to be a good, busy first holiday season. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been preparing the shop and myself um, in hopes that it will be. Yeah, no so doubt. Time will tell. You know, we'll see. Um, you got some good product in lately that you're stoked on? Yeah, yeah, for sure. A uh, lot of lot of new product. You know, bringing in some new brands and trying to keep the selection growing as much as possible. Uh Um, So yeah, plan on continuing that as, as much as I can for sure. Yeah. That quasi deck I got off you is absolutely nuts. Yeah. It snaps. So insane. The, uh, the stiffness and rigidity of it is like, I'm just torquing everything to a level that I didn't, plan on it's, it's kind of <laughs> sick i was trying to i was trying to kickflip over this little pyramid at the new boone park and like on all the bales every time i would just like kickflip and my board would just kind of like flick up to like almost my chest level and i you know there would be no hope of me landing it but i'm like damn i need to like pop yeah. less on this thing intense pop for sure i yeah. skated one three boards ago and i had a uh, similar review for sure yeah how often do you go through boards uh, not often but yeah. you know i spoil myself a little bit uh, yeah you kind of have to yeah You're like you have all of this like amazing product right at your fingertips that's, yeah and it's already yours like <laughs> <laughs> well i want to be able to talk about it i want to try out different brands and different that shapes and that kind of thing as well you know and um yeah, quasi stuff. I've been a big fan of those guys since they started. You know, I think their art direction, the team, the video, everything. They've been absolutely killing it. Big yeah. fans of those guys. I'm formally requesting more 8.5 Twin Tails because the last two I got were really fun to skate, but I destroyed both of them in like a week. Right. So Yeah. I know. Uh, keep seeing, me posted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Seeing a lot more brands uh, branching out and doing the twin tail stuff you know like yeah. uh, the death wish one that you skated i didn't even know that they were doing twin tails um and yeah that was a cool one there's a eight five welcome twin tail on the way a uh, huh. new shape which you know actually a popsicle shape which is kind of rare for the welcome dudes i feel I was like i gonna ask um but yeah that thing looks pretty sick and uh i've seen a few other companies so yeah they seem to be catching on people like them Fire. i feel wildly opposed to the twin tail thing personally <laughs> that's as wild as like rubber grip tape or something in my eyes but you know i'm old and yeah. stuck in my ways so you don't buy into the trends i don't know. like new things <laughs> i want the same yeah you know, as much as i enjoy trying out the different brands and everything i'm looking for a 
pretty consistent shape. Yeah. You know. Um, so do you keep your setup like the same? Do you have one, I don't know, one, uh, not one brand, but do you have like a specific deck through a certain distribution you like to ride? Uh, I, I would say that I'm pickier about my trucks and wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, the deck, as long as it's, you know, eight, five with a pretty flat shape, I prefer a flatter deck. I'm I'm pretty open as long as it's nothing crazy, which to me a twin tail is crazy. But uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a new a newer concept. Yeah, but and yeah. I mean I I totally get it. You know I'm just I'm not the dude for it. Yeah, I don't know. You get bored with with your setup. It's fun to kind of switch it up and try something new. I could see maybe having like an auxiliary setup, having two completes to choose from. Yeah. Like uh, one one that's safe, like you know it's consistent and you know you're going to like it, and then another one that's maybe a little more wild. For sure. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Shane, uh, Shane Flattery. He had this uh, complete like 90s retro setup where it was like a football shape. I've like seen these, that. these tiny ass wheels and like wide trucks. Yeah. It that looks is, insane. It is sick. You feel like you're riding on bearings. <laughs> yeah. That's a wild setup. Um, yeah. I, I like having multiple options as well. You know, I've only got that one set up right now, but usually I'll have like a bigger cruiser board set up. Um, you know, with some hard wheels so I can still skate that as my normal board and multiple setups are sick. I feel like Drew uh, has always got a ton of different setups going on, like every shape from like a weird little 7.6 cruiser to like a 9.3 football shape or something. I don't know, but I Uh think it's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, I got to shout out Robert Thomas. He, uh, he started doing his own like mini boards. Yeah. So and he rips on those. Things. Yeah. It's like, insane. <laughs> once the deck is spent, he kind of cuts like a smaller shape out of it and also shrinks the wheelbase down. And I have like drills new holes and I have no idea where he gets them, but he's somehow come across these like roller skate looking trucks that are like tiny. Yeah. And he makes these super dope little setups and like people who don't know him or have never seen him before when he shows up to the park and starts like, smashing on one of those things everyone is like so blown away yeah it's rightfully so yeah it's wild looking (laughs) and i mean he absolutely rips on those things it's (laughs) crazy yeah super dope we were talking about trends and how like the older well you being kind of an older skater you resist the new trends like the new things that are happening one thing i respect is uh I've never seen anyone over the age of like 25 wearing AirPods at a skate park. So <laughs> respect to that. Yeah. For do you, sure. uh, do but, you have uh, music you like to skate to or uh, you tend to keep it pretty? Uh, I mean, I've, I've never really, I listen to music about every minute that I'm awake mm-hmm. aside from when I'm skateboarding. Yeah. It's yeah, never really been a, I just try to turn everything off when I'm skating, you know? Sure. And, uh, yeah, definitely not the AirPods. <laughs> definitely not that. <laughs> yeah, That's respect. Some harsh secondhand embarrassment man, yeah, every me, time. Like, me, I mean, me I neither, can't even watch clips of people with those things in. It's just, yeah, it doesn't the, sit well with me. Yeah, it's it's downright offensive, yeah, I'd say. Same. 
So kids, take the AirPods out. Start talking to your friends on the session. Yeah, it's gonna be just fine. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've I've adopted the uh, the boombox model. I think that works out really well. Yeah, I'm always like a, down with that. You know? Yeah, get a playlist going, and then everybody can still talk to one another. Yeah, you got the background music for sure. I enjoy that, and yeah, like you know, keep it mellow. Nothing mm-hmm. invasive, too overpowering, too right. loud. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I was at Renaissance the other day with Drew. Uh, Drew, if you're listening to this, like, you're going to get a kick out of this. It was so bad. So we're we're skating at Renaissance, and this dude pulls up to the parking lot, like, backs his car in and starts skating, and then goes back to his car and opens his trunk. And he, he's, like, some, he's got some crazy souped-up car with, like, gnarly subwoofers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he starts, like, blasting the most fucked up rap you could ever imagine like <laughs> like so like such terrible trap like nothingness you know what i'm saying right. and it was literally so loud that like 40 feet away me and drew had to like shout to one another no shit yeah it was awful god that sounds terrible I'd yeah been very bummed on that that's the kook report yep yeah i don't know who that guy was but damn that's harsh yeah can't, uh, be, doing, <laughs> can't be doing that be mindful of others you know yeah and I guess a uh, last thing I'd like to touch on, I was trying to make like little interview notes and I realized I should probably do the whole like shout out to your social media and everything. So oh, yeah, cool. I didn't got, even think of that. Yeah, me neither. But if you listen to all the other skate podcasts, it, it makes sense. Yeah. This is a platform that even like, you know, 50 new people listen to, then I don't know, maybe your, your Instagram will get a couple more followers. They'll be more, more stoked, more in tune with what's going on in North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, for sure. So, that's Instagram at stardust.skateshop. And um, tell me about your, your web store. Uh, stardustskateshop.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's got full inventory. Everything that's in the shop is on the site. Um, yeah. Is that a lot of extra work? Like, do you have to take product shots and all that, or does uh, that work? No, nah, for the most part, I'm just using, uh, you know, the company's stock photos. Mm-hmm. Um you know, for all of like our shop gear and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Got to photograph that obviously. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's all, uh, just stock. Yeah. You, uh, you ship all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right on. Yep. So yeah, if you're listening and you live somewhere that maybe doesn't have a local skate shop, uh, that's a really cool way you can kind of give back to the regional skate community is, Instead of buying from like a Zoomies or a CCS or whatever, find a shop that's in the community and go to their web store and order something from them instead. So yeah, it, please. Yeah, absolutely. Really help, helps out the little guys. Me or the hundreds of other independent shops, somebody's got what you're looking for. So support skateboarders. Yeah, 100%. All right, got anything you want to wrap it up with? Anyone you want to thank or shout out? Yeah, um, you know, everyone that helped me turned the idea into a reality you know it was a long and painful process for sure so uh ongoing too yeah absolutely um so just want to sincerely thank everybody that's uh helped me out since the beginning when this was just an idea you know my family my girlfriend kelly my dog lucy yeah um everybody that helped me out when i was you know, moving in and trying to set up the shop. Um, you know, a lot of homies helped me out with that. Um, so 
Trevor Biggs, Wes McMillan, Jamie Overcash, Andrew Colmetz, Jackson and Jackson's family, everybody uh, that's supported since we've opened up, you know, Big wouldn't, time. wouldn't be here without you. So it means the world to me. Much appreciated. Perfect. Well, sick. Yeah, I think that's a suitable note to wrap it up on. Again, can't thank you enough. So, yeah, man. Good thank man. You. Good man, Danny. Appreciate you. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate it. episode of the pod has officially entered your ears yeah how does that feel but holy shit man danny killed this interview took it like a boss there were definitely a few awkward moments where i was blowing it not knowing what i'm doing but he saw the vision and he was patient and together we cranked it out so huge thanks to danny he's a down ass dude uh, go buy some gear from him if you can. Uh, tell him your boy sent you. Uh, so for each episode, I'm going to try give some words of wisdom at the end pertaining to some of the themes the guest and I touched on in the interview. So like what stood out to me? Uh, what are some takeaways that you, the listener, can apply to your own life maybe? Um, so for this episode, my... Words of wisdom are don't let fear and hesitation be the reason why you aren't doing something that you want to do. Uh, There's no one that can't achieve anything that they set their mind to. So if you've got an idea in your head but don't know how to go about executing it, just break it down into tiny little components and start knocking them out one by one. Uh, No victory is too small. That's all about building momentum. I find the action of even trying something is always more rewarding than surrendering to complacency. The world is yours if you choose to make it so. Uh, Also, huge shout out to my boy Jib for the beats. Uh, Big love to y'all. I'll see you next time.